Action Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. My name is Zuai Hanau. I'm Erin Coscarelli. And I'm Sarah Sanderson. We Erica, don't have Erica yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Erica. Well, did Erica give us a reason? What is she doing? No, she's just busy. She's busy doing <laughs> something. I'm assuming maybe it's with her new line or maybe Erin. Do you know where Bestie is this morning? Do not have the scoop for you guys. I'm so sorry. I'll find out though. Well, Erica, I guess none we of us miss asked. you. You Sorry, know, she Zula. didn't get, no, it's okay. She didn't really give us when she texted us. I guess we got to get nosier for these things. Like, where are you at, right. girl? You know, she is. She would be like, where <laughs> are like, you? Where are you? Are... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you just get used to E-Dog sending you questions. It's just, it, it is par for the course. So we're going to, uh, you know, hit her up afterwards and, you know, find out where she was. But I think she's with her family. Awesome. All right, guys. So this morning, the ladies and I are, we are literally saving Christmas. We are saving the Christmas spirit, or at least trying to save the Christmas spirit. Because here's the thing. Here are some crazy statistics that I looked up this morning. Uh, 88% of Americans are stressed because of the holidays. That is a big number. And I would probably say it's 100% of Americans for all different reasons, all relative, of course, but that's a lot of stress. And we know that stress causes illness. Um, And here's an even better statistic. 45% of us would rather skip the holidays altogether. So 45% of Americans want to wake up and let it be January 1st and just get over the whole thing. So we're going to get into that. We're going to have some Um, just really good tips on navigating a lot of the unknown, a lot of the stress, seeing uh, what's absolutely necessary, how we can kind of um, reduce some of that stress for ourselves included. Um, And we're excited. It's going to be a fun episode. But for now, here is Kevin Dillon. Get ready for the wind down. Victory! All right, guys, welcome to the wind down. Who's going to talk to us first? Zulai, you're killing it. I love this. You are killing this, this opening. I'm just Thanks. like sitting here smiling. I love it. Um, I oh, am multitasking at the moment. I am um, breastfeeding as we are podcasting. So <laughs> a little distracted. So thank you for stepping in and killing the opening. We got a little uh, grunts over here. That's not me. That's Isabella. So if you hear that, um, my my wind down is just, it's a quick one. I'm excited. Um, it's Isabella's first Hanukkah and it's Aww. also her first Christmas. And I'm just excited to um, put her in her cute little onesies I got and take the Aww. cute photos, but also, you know, start the family traditions. Because for me, Christmas was always my favorite holiday growing up and we would do traditions like the same thing every year. And so I'm excited to kind of start that my own with my own family and uh discover what that's gonna be i have my mom here in town my stepdad is flying in for christmas my brother's flying in they're both gonna meet isabella so it's an exciting time here over at the sanderson ellen household (laughs) (laughs) i love that oh um for those of you that well for all of you that didn't hear me prior to us beginning i said something really creepy i said i want to watch sarah breastfeed is that weird? <laughs> no, not at I all. Mean, 
one, I think boobs are beautiful, but babies and boobs are the most amazing thing. Like I just, I just remember being in complete awe of my breastfeeding experience. So not in a freaky way. I didn't want to stress you out, Sarah. I don't want to see your boobs precisely. I want to see your boob and baby and Isabella feeding. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. I gotta say, I gotta say real quick though, that like normally I'm shy with, with like my boobs, if I'm changing, but when you're breastfeeding, they don't even really feel like they're your boobs. Like it's just exactly. kind of like you whip them out and it's just a different thing. It's not like, oh, I hope did anyone see my it's just a very weird like a disconnect. Yeah, they're well, no longer like sexual things. Right. They're like these beautiful life giving. They're become a functional tool, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a functional tool to feed the baby. And it is interesting because I was going to ask you real quick, like, and I wanted to ask Sarah, I know she's she's muted, but like, do you get shy when you start to do it out in public, right? Because like people are walking by and like, how did you feel about that? I have not left the house. So stay tuned <laughs> for how I feel about that. The most public would be right now with you guys, so I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming I might. I might get a little shy, but who knows? I might be surprised. But I mean, with like the nurses at the hospital or the doctors or even my mom or whoever, like just whip it out, you know, and they're, yeah. they're helping you like squeeze it to get the baby to latch. So it's just, it's weird to have strangers grabbing your boobs, but it's not in any way sexual. It's just like, this That's is amazing. how amazing how you feed your baby. And it doesn't really feel like a part of your body. And I kind of felt that way pregnant. I did a shoot that shoot that I did. And there was some shots where, um, I was, I did like the, like the fully nude artistic looking shot where you don't see anything, but my friend Alex had to come help throw the material. And usually I would never stand naked in front of my friend. Like she walked in kind of like, Whoa, but it doesn't really feel like your body, even though it is, it's just different. Okay. She's getting grunty again. I'll be back. Uh, my wind down. Free the nipple. Go ahead. Free the nipple. The nipple. <laughs> my, uh, my wind down is short and simple because I am actually really excited about this particular episode. The holidays are upon us and I have found myself sort of dodging elements of celebration. Like I would listen to, I don't know, was it K earth or one of those stations right after Thanksgiving. And I would just like ramp up that Christmas music because I loved all of it. I loved it all. And it's funny. I find myself, I'm shocked at that percentage that you said like 45% people just want January to come. I'm mm -hmm. I've, I've entered into that. Now that'll, that could change. I hope it changes. Cause like, I love the holidays and I love like the spirit of giving, but what I'm most excited about in talking today is how can we get back to what is important about the holidays, which is, you know, for me, like being intentional with my time, being intentional with the people I spend my time with, you know, and like showing love, compassion, patience, and all of the things I'm trying to show myself. How can I also do that for other people? So I haven't figured it out yet, but um, that's why this episode's going to be really interesting. I'm kind of glad we're chatting about it because, um, I don't have kids. And I think that if I had kids, holidays would probably feel a little different, but uh, here we are. <laughs> right. 
Um, my, my wind down, can't wait to get into it with you. Um, e, I love you so much. All right. So my wind down is also pretty basic in that I don't have a lot to share, except that I am experiencing a lot of, uh, holiday related stress because I am traveling internationally with my 18 month old. There's two legs to both flights. And, um, I'm, Guys, I bought my daughter. I was the person who would make fun of people, not make fun of them. I would be like, how dare they put their kids on a leash? I was that person. I would see a mom with a baby on their leash, on a leash, out and about. And I'd be like, that is so disrespectful. I was like, how could you do that to your child? Treat them like a dog. And now I am that mom. I have bought my mom, my daughter, a leash, a backpack with a leash attached to it. You know why? Because I've had nightmares of walking through like grand you know, I'm going to be a tourist as well. So it's like walking through these like lighting shows and doing all these things and just being too excited and just so much happening that might, cause for Halloween, she would walk away and I'd have to be chasing her. So I've purchased the leash. Um, I will post, <laughs> I will post um, pictures of me, Kennedy and the leash. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm trying to maybe try it on at the Grove or something just for, just to see what kind of reactions I get from judgy moms um, but it's happening. It's it's real. It's necessary. And we're here we are with full on 88% of American being stressed. I'm one of the 88%. So I'm going to give you guys the top five reasons that people seem to be stressing or the top five that made the list according to this article. Shopping for gifts. That's an obvious one. Um, another one that I didn't really realize, and even now I still don't, I'm not dealing with this because I, like I said, Kennedy's 18 months old, but managing children's excitement and expectations on gift giving and managing their comparison to other kids at school and what they're oh. getting and what they're doing for Christmas. They are children indeed. So it's a lot of I guess psychological things you should arm yourself with as it pertains to children. Um, navigating family dynamics was high on the list. People traveling in, people staying in your home or, you know, meeting new family members. I'm sure Kevin is dealing with a little bit of this because he's traveling to Colombia and meeting 45 family members and he speaks, does not speak the language. So I've yet to ask him how he's feeling about all of that. And also lastly, COVID protocols for all the, you know, family gatherings, et cetera. It's a lot to throw on us, but here we are. Um, what What are you guys thinking? What are we, how are we navigating? Do any of these ring especially true and important to, to you guys? Yeah, the expectations one, right? Even for ourselves, like I'm finding myself going like, what do I want this holiday season to look like? It's obviously going to look different, right? I lost my dad and then the year before that I lost my brother and I think I get to decide, like I get to decide how I want it to look. Like I want to spend it with family or maybe I want to do something kind of like less intense. But I think especially for moms and parents, like that, that rings so true. I have so much empathy for kids who go to school and they're like, oh, I didn't get the two. And then like other kids are talking about it. Like, ooh, my heart breaks like that. That is hard. I imagine to be a child and have like, you know, you were talking about the three things you would consider doing for your kids if you're on a budget, which I'll let you explain that. But like, if you're really trying to impose like, this is a, this is a season not for getting just a bunch of crap. 
but about mm-hmm. like really experiencing things on the inside, the spirit. I could imagine that being really hard as a parent to instill that into their kids. Well, I think that brings us to like what Sarah was saying is that if you start early, if you start inculcating family tradition and really explaining to your kids what the season is really about, the season is for, it really is for the reverence of us, of being alive, of, of life, of celebrating however you celebrate whatever religion you are it's about family it's about coming together it's a celebration of life in essence would you guys disagree or to me the reason that and I was surprised as well with this statistic of 45 percent of people want it to be January I think January is always horrible because you're everyone's like I gotta get on a diet I gotta get to the gym you have to get back to work it's like the beginning of a new year um to me December and the holidays are fun because it feels like so many people get time off of work. Everyone kind of hits pause on the grind and it's family time, you know, whether or not that means presence, it's more, um, you know, it's time to bake and cook in the kitchen with your family. People fly in, you know, you go to reunions, like it's just, it's a special time. Um, there's fun decorations everywhere that you go. Like the city just looks a little different. There's events to go. Like, I just love everything about the Christmas time. I think that it's always a kind of a little bit of magic is happens with it. And whether that's what's been built up in your head from watching Christmas movies, like, Ooh, it's Christmas. Or if that's just also the reality, I just think there's something really special about this time that has nothing to do with, with presents and, what you were saying, I think I could imagine that being hard if your kid really wants whatever it is and it's really expensive and keeps asking Santa for it. How do you then explain that they didn't get it and then maybe their best friend got it? I'm sure that's something that one day I'll have to come up against. And if anyone has advice out there of how you do address that, because I'm sure that happens all the time. I'm trying to remember in my childhood something I really wanted I think I always wanted a puppy like every year. I'd like, I hope Santa brings me a white poodle, you know, (laughs) or I think it was like even like a pink poodle when I was a kid and Santa never brought me that pink poodle. So I think, but also they get excited about some of the other gifts they do get, you know, Santa did always bring really fun stuff. So even though I didn't get the poodle, you know, I got something else that kind of took my mind off of the poodle. Um, But I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I'll, I'll explain what Erin was saying, what she was saying. I'm not a child psychologist, so please, you know, do your own research and your due diligence on how to deal with your, your kids and managing their expectations. But I did talk with my sister about this because my sister, my niece came home one day very recently and said, mom, such and such said, asked me if we have an elevator in our house <laughs> because she's got family coming over. And I'm like, And my sister didn't know how to answer that because my sister's like, honey, most people don't have elevators in their house and it's okay that you don't have, like, it was a very, you know, surreal conversation to have with your daughter and she's left feeling like she's missing out somehow. And it's all, it's just all such a big lie. Right. So my sister said to me, she read an article and the article said, you know, for Christmas and for these things, you have a conversation with your child. And it basically goes like, okay, for Christmas, we're going to do a really fun thing. We're going to do these three things. One, we're going to get an awesome book. So each of you, or you get a book 
and you're going to, we're going to do story time and we're going to talk about the book. And it's really exciting. My niece, for example, Sophia loves to read. So she's going to go crazy over this idea because she loves reading. Two, it's you get something that you need, that mommy thinks you need, but that you also will like, but you're going to need this. And it's going to be, maybe it's something for school. And then three, you're going to get something that you really want, but it's like managing what that you really want thing. So there's like a structure to it. And, you know, a book is the, the you know, the gift that keeps on giving uh, something that they need that it, it teaches them, I guess, you know, productive, not productivity, but kind of how to practical, you know, the practicality of gifts, like how you can give someone a wine opener and it's practical. I'm talking about amongst adults, but for children, like, what do you need? Do you need a new lunchbox? What do you need to make your life better and to make your life easier at school or at home? And then three, something that you really want. And I thought that was really cool. Moms, if you're out there and you have the age appropriate kids, that could be, um, you know, a way that you go. Um, And then for us, Sarah, I hear you because it's true. Like a lot of people do have that whimsical idea of what the holidays represents, but a lot of people don't. For a lot of people, it just brings up a lot of pain and anguish and depression. And that's where that, you know, 45% comes in. And it's like how, and then add to that the inflation and add to that, like all of these economic struggle that we are collectively going through. It's like, how do we manage all of that? And it's a very real thing. Um, Aaron, how are you? I know you have some, I see it on your face. Well, no, I want to thank Sarah because um, yes, I was totally absorbing this conversation. And I want to say thank you to Sarah um, because you just shifted something in me literally right now, which was, you know, I think I get a little, it's going to sound awful, but repulsed. And I'm in that category where I just get a bunch of stuff. And then I just, I, I, um, continue to commit things. I think that are like, not even things that I'm truly interested in and I'm just getting stuff and it feels wasteful and against what my, you know, global footprint should be, um, in terms of being a little bit more eco-friendly. And I've shifted into more of like creating moments or memories or experiences. And literally right now I'm thinking, how can I kind of contribute that to my mom? And since, you know, it's a obviously, and you guys know, it's a de- little bit more of a depressing holiday season. I'm just going to, I just texted her right now. I'm like, mom, why don't we spend a day baking our favorite goods and just give them away to people who have been so like loving to us this, this year. Right. So then you're kind of like getting into the holiday spirit, you're baking <laughs> baked goods and you're creating a memory and you're able to kind of show gratitude to the people that like you love. Let's make a list of like, who's been really supportive of us. And there's been so many amazing people that have just really checked in on us. So that happened just now. And I'm like, okay, I can, com- I can do that. I can handle that, you know, but like, you're right. The overwhelming need to make sure I get the perfect gift for everybody. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do that. We are saving Christmas. Look at that. As we speak in the flesh, honey, we are saving Christmas. (laughs) Good job, Sarah. Hey, Uh, you know. (laughs) Also, Kira, our producer who is silenced right now, before you came on, Erin said that she did that one year for all of her neighbors and she got the most overwhelming response back. So, and by the way, just throwing this out there, Aaron, I love baked goods. (laughs) I love a good baked good. 
you know, <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> Zulai is like, you can drop that here. I did that for Mother's Day one year with my friends that were all moms. I baked cookies and dropped them all off at their house. So of course you did, like Sanderson. You're just perfect. I love, I, I would love to be Sanderson in my next life. What? She cooks, no. she bakes. She's the most thoughtful person. Like that's what she has. That is her superpower. You're like she Alex. Hosts just like no one else. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys stop. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, that is such a good, I idea. think that sounds great. Cause for me, I love, I love baking holiday cookies. Like that's one thing I always want. I look forward to, and I love to do that. And even last night what we were kind putting, of cookies, Sarah ooh, Sanderson. Um, I do caramel chocolate chip. She does caramel chocolate chip. Didn't you do a carrot? Didn't you set? Never mind. I'm thinking. Didn't you send no. me a chocolate chip caramel recipe? No, I, I never made. Not. No, I I sent you a salted chocolate <laughs> chip oh, recipe. Yes, That's yes. The one. those are the bomb. Anyone listening and you're looking for a good chocolate chip cookie? This has like five thousand reviews, maybe even more, like maybe ten thousand, and it still has five stars. So I, when I saw that, I said, okay, obviously this is a good cookie. I'm going to try to make it. And it's the best cookie. It's the best cookie dough. And all my friends now make it like, they're like, I need that recipe. It's New York times. I don't remember whose recipe it is, but you can find out on the New York times, um, cooking website. And it's the salted chocolate chip cookies. Do yourself a favor, make it also definitely use the two different flowers and let it marinate in the fridge. Cause it does make a difference. And then you can freeze whatever dough you don't bake. And then you have cookie dough all the time. You can just cut a little piece off, put it in the oven. You got a fresh cookie. You're welcome. Everybody listening. Um, but Aaron, I'm excited. Send pictures or cookies. Yes. Right. I'll do it. I'm thinking I'm gonna do it Friday. So thank you for giving me that guys. I love it. Yeah. I love that you found an intentional way to create some joy for you and your, and your mom, Linda, who is lovely. Thanks guys. Yeah. Right. Like I just thought of it. I'm like, I'm going to play some Christmas music and build a memory with her. And that's the best you can do. Right. Like you just can't like, we can't bring the North pole to LA at this point. So just take like incremental baby steps. And so thank you, Sarah. Appreciate yeah. It. Um, before we go collectively, what we're trying to really get across is that, you know, the holidays is about family. It's about coming together and showing appreciation for all the things that we've been through together collectively. And also within a family unit throughout the year, there are intentional ways that we can create joy. We just talked about one today, which is beautiful on the money thing. I think communication when it comes to people's expectations of gifting is key. For example, if my, if, if I don't expect really any, anything from anybody, I, of course we love gifts. I think everybody loves gifts, but I think it's a thoughtful, like if you even sent a beautiful card to somebody, if there's like beautiful things, beautiful, inexpensive um, gift ideas on Amazon, it's like, oh my God, I know that Zulai suffers from her arches. And I'm going to send her these arch support from Dr. Choles. Like it just can be that simple. It's just that you listen and that you think about people and their experience, their everyday life and how you can make it better by being a friend. And it doesn't take a lot of money. It does not take a lot. It can so also be out- homemade, homemade right. and free from I the heart. Suffer from, right. From the heart. It's just thoughtfulness. I think that's when we get to it. It's 
I'm thinking of you. I love you. And I appreciate you. And here are these arch support from Dr. Scholes. Or here are these amazing cookies that I made with my mom and I hope you enjoy them because we made them with so much love. And that's really what we're getting to here. Mm-hmm. Right? Sarah, I know that so you have bef- something to close before, out. Before we leave, um, just because, you know, I am going to be starting some new family tradi- traditions of my own. I would love to know what some of your family traditions are just because, you know, I know what growing up mine were, but I never really asked my friends like, Oh, what do you guys do the Christmas Eve or Christmas day? So I want to steal a little bit. I'm curious what you guys normally do in your house. We do it the good old Latino way. Christmas is on Christmas Eve and we have a big old party music, food, empanadas, buñuelos, Colombian music, Regular mute, like regular Christmas carol music. It's a big old party and I love it. And then on Christmas morning, we get up and we, we, we changed it. We used to open gifts at midnight, but now for the kids, we do half at midnight and the kids in the morning. That's how, that's what we do. Wow. At midnight. Yeah. What time do you go to bed? Or does everyone open the gift at the same time? So it's done. Super everyone fast? opens a gift. Somebody usually dresses as Santa Claus or my mom will dress up as Miss Claus this year. And she'll stand there by the tree and yell out people's names. It's, it's chaotic. It's loud. It's dirty. It's, oh my it's, God. Yeah. And it then in the morning, so fun. <laughs> and then in the morning we do it again for the kids. Cause they're usually asleep by then. And we pretend that we're not hungover and we're not tired. And we're like, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus came. (laughs) And was this something that your mom instilled in you guys? Or is this what you adapted as like later on? This is just the way we grew up doing it. We we adapted to doing things in the morning as we had more kids, as the family grew. And it's like, you know, the kids are now more, but that's, that's how we did things forever growing up. We waited until midnight, we opened all the gifts and the next day we would just eat all day and laugh and watch movies and joke and, you know, maybe cry because, you know, like all the things, all of the emotions. So, um, when is your Christmas feast? It's on Christmas Eve Christmas or Christmas Eve. Day? Christmas Eve is our big okay. Christmas feast and party and all of it. Yeah. That's so interesting. See, I would have never, I would have never known. That's so fun. That's awesome. I'm going to tell Doug. Pictures so Doug, year. we're going to open gifts at midnight. He'll be like, what? I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, what was growing up? What would you guys do? Um, yeah, I remember making cookies for Santa and they would get eaten because my dad was a big, uh, you know, big cookie fan. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, we would go to church. We would go to Christmas mass. I, I mean, it used to be midnight mass and then, then it became 10 PM mass. Um, and we would go to church and then come back and yeah. And then we would open presents the next day, my mom would make a French toast casserole. Ooh. And that was the other thing I was kind of curious. And then a prime rib. So like, what are you guys, you said empanadas, like two questions. What are you drinking? And what are you eating on Christmas day? Z? Empanadas. And we're usually drinking coquito, which is like Puerto Rican rum with like, I mean, it's just so good. Uh, we're drinking wine, we're drinking coquito, we're making more empanadas. It's like, it's just never ending. It's like a two day party. You can be napping or eating or drinking at 10 AM. Like all, all things go. (laughs) 
I love that. I love that. That sounds like a party and a half. Well, Sarah, what are you, what's the new thing you're wanting to instill? I don't know yet what the new thing will be. Um, Growing up, what we would do is we would go to church on Christmas Eve, uh, sometimes midnight, but usually the earlier services. And I would always leave some cookies, a beer, and carrots out for Santa. And Santa would drink the beer. And and I remember like at some point going, but he's got to drive the sleigh. And they said, oh, it's okay. Oh, you poor, um, oh, you sweetheart. Yeah. I used to leave a you note for sweet, Santa and he would girl. leave a note back. Such a detailed typed out note. It was crazy. He had the time. Uh, and then we would, we hang stockings and my mom every year takes a picture of each of us hanging our stocking. We never see them again. I don't know what's happened with these photos, but it's something we have to do every year. And then in the morning, um, my brother and I would have to wait upstairs. We weren't allowed downstairs until they said it was time and they'd have the cameras ready and we'd walk downstairs and see what Santa brought in the stockings. Um, and then they would prep the turkey. We would do basically a Thanksgiving dinner Ooh. for Christmas. So we have kind of the same meal at Christmas. So we get it twice. Um, although this year I didn't get it for Thanksgiving or I, get, I did, but not homemade. So going to do that. Um, excited for the food. And then we open presents. And now my mom, we, we've started doing mimosas Christmas morning. So she gets a little, little, turned up. I like it. (laughs) Yes. And And one year my brother was like, we also, open each gift one by one. So it takes forever, but it's kind of fun that it takes a while. And my brother went to open a gift. She's like, not that one. Open that one last. (laughs) Cause it was like his big gift. So he kept waiting to open this gift. And my mom again was having the mimosas. And so he opens it and it's, it's like barbecue sauce. (laughs) Oh, and he's went, and my mom started laughing so hard she was crying like she thought it was something else and and she was just at this point a little drunk and it was just funny but it was a funny video we got of her Linda that that's is what not we do nice. no she didn't know it was sauce she thought it was something else and then thought it was so funny anyway um and then we have Christmas we play games and then we have Christmas um dinner and watch a Christmas movie and that's what we do but I don't know we'll have to see what traditions come up this year and um I got a menorah I'm excited to light the candles for Hanukkah and I mean I don't know do I get Isabella eight gifts for that I guess so um not that she can open them but we'll we'll be creating some new holiday traditions right it's the tradition that she'll grow into I love that guys do we have time for a really awful awful Christmas story about how somebody did some one year for Christmas, we go to, I'm going to speed through this because it's so awful that I don't even want to remember the day. We go to my aunt's house in Connecticut for Christmas. I'm like 17 years old. She decides she's given all the kids a lottery ticket, like a scratch off lottery ticket. I get the winning lottery ticket. I win <gasps> like $17,000 and I'm elated. I'm jumping. I'm crazy. I'm like giving money away. I'm like, abuela, my grandmother, I'm like, you get 1500, you get 2000. It was fake. And they didn't have the heart to tell me because I went so deep down the rabbit hole of what I was going to do it. Like immediately I had promised people money. And then my aunt came up to me. She's like, Zulai, it's, it's a joke. You, you didn't when I was, <laughs> when I tell you, it took me a moment to come down from that. I was so, I was so hurt. I was so sad that all this money I'd given away to my family was, and it was just so mean. I'm like, who does that? I, I don't understand. Aren't the scratchers a dollar? Like, why not just go get real ones? 
it was a joke that went really bad. And I don't think that it ever happened in our family again. But <laughs> I got the wedding ticket. Me. And, you know, <laughs> that was but you know what? On the upside, you're a very generous person that you were giving away all of that. I, I was like, Oprah, I was like, you get a thousand, you get it. <laughs> you're like anyway. Oprah. Everyone gets cars. You get a car. I recently car. I recently saw on Instagram and I am like appalled. A lady, and I don't know, it's you can check it out. It's on the F Jerry account. I don't know if it's still up, but it's about a couple who have a child. And she said, if you don't behave, the Grinch is going to take your presence away. And literally, the Grinch knocks on the door. The child opens the, the door and sees the Grinch start taking the presence away. And the child is in beyond terror. It's like, I'm sorry. That feels like child abuse to me. Like, well, and then the dad goes, see, you should have listened. I'm like, what are we doing to our kids? We are torturing them. The Grinch literally in a a costume took the presents. This does remind me this is not Christmas, but it's Halloween. Have you guys seen the Jimmy Kimmel Halloween candy things he does to the kids? Because that's mean, but he has all the parents video that they ate they got really hungry and they ate all of the kids halloween candy (laughs) and they get so upset and so mad and it's mean but it's funny at the same time i feel like they must have a christmas version i'm gonna have to look that up um guys we don't have time for mean christmas ideas this year because take it easy chill out times are hard enough be (laughs) nice to your kids don't send gag gifts we that is true Wait, and then I do want to touch on. So your favorite Christmas movie is Zula. Home Alone. Home Alone. Aaron. I love Elf. Ooh, and then I've got to say, I also love Home Alone, but Christmas Vacation would be a must see that I need to see it every year. Um, so, yeah. So there's some ideas for you guys for the holiday. And I hope everyone has an amazing time, has a safe Christmas and enjoys the time off and the time spending with your family and making cookies, cooking, eating all the food. Yes, guys, we love you. Stay safe, travel safe and um, find joy. Thank you. This has been an episode of Entertain Her. I am Zulai. I'm Erin. And I am Santa Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.